I'm Metal World Peace with my co-host, Akil Tyler. We got a special guest, Deontay Dion. Metaphorically speaking, presented by Boost Mobile. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's going on? We back with another episode of Metaphorically Speaking, brought to you by Experts Exports and Boost Mobile with my co-host, Akil Tyler. I'm Metal World Peace, and we got a special guest, not only because we're in Los Angeles, but he's from Los Angeles. Shout out to Fontana, the San Bernardino area, Summit High School, Dante Dion, L.A. Rams, NFL champion. Hey, What's sir. going on, baby? Yes, sir. Welcome Appreciate to the cast. Welcome, welcome. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for Appreciate taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with us. You know what? Awesome. I, I have a question I want to jump right into right off the bat. Y'all both world champions, correct? Right. Yeah. Both got your championships in L.A., correct? Yeah. I want to know how the celebration was for each of you, how the parade was for each of you, and what that whole that whole process is like. We'll let you go All first. Right, I'll start it. What's a better what's a better atmosphere? What's a better vibe? What's a better you know? Well, I mean, just since we went through this, the championship when LeBron won it, I felt so bad for them because they didn't get a parade. That's a COVID thing, right? Mm, the COVID no. championship, they didn't get a parade. I got a parade, which yeah. is my first. Yeah. And it felt like a dream. Like was I it? never, I'm not a, cha- I wasn't a champion before that. Okay. But Kobe and they won championships, you know. So they like, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, I'm gonna one. sleep. I'm gonna sleep in. But for me, I'm like, yo, this is it. This is everything. So I was partying. I party in my outfit that day. <laughs> I ain't even changed my clothes. What time does it start at? <laughs> huh? What time did the parade start? No, no. So the game happened. Yeah. Then after the game, we won. Uh-huh. I did all the interviews. Uh-huh. I still had my fingers taped. Ain't everything taped. Spandex jerseys, everything on. You nasty. And I went left okay. and, and I went to the club yeah. just like that. <laughs> my fingers taped like all night. I was. I didn't want to take it all. So that was my experience. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. And then for us, it was like you say. I wasn't a champion before then, so I'm mm. partying. I, mm-hmm. It feels so surreal. The first uh, parade in LA for football. Yep. Like mm. it's just everybody seeing everybody out there. I'm on the uh, parade bus. Yeah. I got the. I'm getting on the bus. They say. Hey, Dodie, you gonna hold the uh, NFC what, uh, the NFC Championship oh, trophy? Real? I said, me <laughs> right now, bet. <laughs> so I'm on the bus with the trophy hanging off. I'm like, yeah. you know, so it was just, it's just been a surreal feeling. It's yeah, everything, like you say, you work for to come to light. Yeah. You know, and being on a team with guys who other guys who are great, talented guys who hadn't run a Super Bowl yet. So now being a champion with some of those guys as well, like an Aaron Donald yeah, or Jalen exactly. Ramsey, it's like it's a great feeling. Matthew Stafford, like as long as he's been in the league and getting a Super Bowl with us in LA, it's like it's just love. It's yeah, love. Bad, bad. that sounds crazy. Like so, <laughs> would you have an experience like Meta where he, you know, the night before you're doing your thing, you're enjoying the fruits of your labor and all that, and then just roll right into the parade? Or <laughs> was, you, was you more a little more adult-like? You went home and changed, had a shower, did yeah, all that Yeah, so ours, our parade actually was, what, two days after? So we got to go, you know, enjoy it, get a night of sleep, get an extra night, <laughs> and yeah. then go to the parade. Oh, okay. But the parade was at, like, 9 in the morning. Ooh. So yeah. <laughs> you started, you know, yeah. it up at yeah. 9 in the morning. All right. You just going through the day. Now, so. where does the parade go the same route for the NBA as it did the NFL? Oh, I am not sure for that one. Yeah, I don't, I could, we went down Figueroa. Yeah. And Olympic. Where, where did y'all go? Yeah, we, nah, see, we didn't go through downtown. We, yeah, we went around. I don't know exactly. I think y'all was going <laughs> towards where, <laughs> like, yeah, like SC, and then we oh, went, okay. like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, though. 
It looked like y'all was having a lot of fun, though. So tell me, your whole journey, how was it like playing, starting, you know, the playoffs? Did you know that y'all was going to win the title? Did you yeah, believe so that that early, or how did that work? So it was like a feeling building up the last, like you said, the last couple games leading into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It's like a feeling building up. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you know, so I was on the practice squad mm -hmm. to begin the season. And then someone went down one of our corners, and I got elevated the active roster mm. week six and then from there on i've been playing i've been you know i took yeah. my opportunity and i've just been grinding i've been working and i was uh, getting to it so when we got to the playoffs like all our corners were healthy so our three corners were healthy and i was like the fourth corner so just watching them go into the game you know everybody yeah. get their mind right first mm -hmm. playoff game in la it's yeah. arizona cardinals it's lit it's like all right let's go and then right before half one of the corners gets hurt so which one? Uh, David Long. Okay. David Long got hurt. He had hurt his ribs uh, right before half, and we go into halftime. They say, "All right, Double D, you gotta finish the game off. Like you gotta, wow. you gotta step up. Let's go." So that experience from like you know in the playoffs, in the playoffs, first round, like this winner go home, and he gets hurt, and you know, I mean, but all week I'm still Preparing. staying tapped in, yeah. right, right. And stuff. But just having that experience, the first round, and then getting to play. And then they get healthy, and then we go on this run and go all the way to the Super Bowl. It was just a great feeling. Everybody was feeling it. You know, the vibe was and right. And I saw yeah. you played in a semifinal game. Yeah. And then not in the championship. Yeah, and then not in the championship. So how was it playing in a semifinal game? How was that experience? It was just, it was love. Like, I always wanted to play on the biggest stages. So, you know, you want to perform and play your best on the biggest stages. So I've always wanted that. And just having that feeling and being able, I got like a pass breakup, had a couple of tackles. So just being able to show up, you know, on that type of stage is love, you know? <laughs> no doubt. How do you, like, so when you prepare when you're starting versus if you're coming off the bench, do you, is your mindset the same or do you kind of kind of go about it a little differently? Because you don't know when you're going to get called in to play. Like in that in that first game against the Cardinals, I think you said you, you weren't starting, but then you came in, right? So you kind of have to go mm -hmm. from zero to a hundred real quick yeah so a lot of people like to say oh no it's the same you prepare to but it's different yeah. <laughs> sure. if, yeah. if you don't plan on getting like defensive snaps in your role as special teams mm -hmm. you're gonna be focused on your special teams match all week mm -hmm. you know what i mean because you want to do your best so having that being able to just you know stay tapped and when you get to when it is called and it does just go up you got to be ready gotta and be ready and that's the nfl for guys who you know necessarily weren't drafted or you know you're a role player like that's that's the role when when your numbers call you got to show up and perform like 100%. nothing ever happened <laughs> yeah you just mentioned undrafted because you were undrafted right yeah so yeah tell us a bit about that journey like because that's that's pretty rare correct yeah. to like mm -hmm. go from being undrafted to being a super bowl champion <laughs> seems like an unlikely story but you did it yeah so it's it's been Nothing short than a, a grind and just amazing grit and everything to my story. I feel like because, like you say, undersized, underdra uh, undrafted, came in the league to – I was at Boise State, and at Boise State I had 17 career interceptions, right? So I'm thinking like, okay, I should have a shot at least, mm -hmm. you know, making it into one of these rounds. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when the draft came around, I'm like, I'm at my mom's in San Bernardino. <laughs> I'm at my mom's crib. Just on the couch watching it, you know, laying around, and I just started like, yeah, we, we me and you could just watch. I didn't have no party or yeah. nothing like that, but and that's how it works. You just kind of wait, and if your phone rings, it rings. Yeah, and then if your phone rings, it rings. So <laughs> it's like I'm going through it. Like le three days before the draft, I was getting phone calls from okay. teams. I was getting team their interest. You know, they 
hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, dang, this is, this is exciting. Like, happen. I don't think I've never had that feeling before where multiple teams are literally calling your phone to see how you're doing. Right. You could come help their team be, win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it went through, and the Giants only had six draft picks that year. So they were like, oh, we really, we really like you. We really, you know, like your film and all this. And they've been doing that. I went and took a, a visit up there before, prior to the draft as well. Mm-hmm. Went, got in with the coaches, seen the defense, the scheme, the players. And so that year as well, they drafted Eli Apple at the number 10 pick. Okay. So I went to a team where they got a number 10 pick in yeah. the first round as a corner, but I'm undrafted going as a corner to the same place. And just taking that journey along, seeing, okay, well, they valued him at that. Well, I know I got to play at that standard mm-hmm. or whether it's the mental side of it and mm-hmm. just not the physical, I got to be on top of it. And just, you know, going through that process of being there in New York, undrafted with all these stars, I would yeah. say. I like, you know, Odell exactly. and all still there with all these stars. It was kind of, you know, eye-opening into what's going on and how you're going to have to grind and work. Yeah, no doubt. But then you obviously put in the work and got to where you are, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you stay focused throughout that process when, you know, you're, like, I'm assuming at Boise, you're kind of the guy doing your thing, playmaker or whatever. Then you go to another role, completely mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. How, how was that transition? I would say it helps having older vets that have been through it, mm-hmm. you know, because as a young dude, when you go into your only mindset is I'm trying to get in here and grind and get on this field. Like that's all I care about is grinding to get on this field to show them what I could do. But like you say, it's different roles when you get to the NFL. It's guys who, you know, where the money comes in involved. Well, this guy's getting paid four million dollars. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be on the field. For sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh so it's just like you grinding and competing, like you say, you gotta have them older guys to keep your mind level to where you know it's not about your talent or not about what you're doing. You just keep showing up and putting in that work every day and putting it and trusting that process of the grind, having guys, you know, the guys to talk to and lean on. That's what keep your mind right. Yeah, exactly. And then when your opportunity does come then you make sure you're ready to actually perform on the field because then that's that's your opportunity, right? Yeah, definitely. And to be honest, every time a guy in my situation gets an opportunity and shows up and makes those plays, everybody's happy for him mm-hmm. because they know how tough it is just to <clears throat> be in this position well, be in another position where you're not necessarily the guy. You got to kind of do a little extra, mm-hmm. do a little more, put a little. So they're always happy. So that, that helps as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So yeah, I, I want to ask you a question. So, playing, I played football. When I was 13 years old, right? And I got hit one time. I quit. <laughs> I never played again. I hurt my knee. And I'm six six. And at that time, maybe I was like six three at that time. But I'm six six, and I'm like I play at 260. You're playing cornerback <laughs> defense. I mean, what type of guys are you going up against? Because you know you're about what five. Five nine, about five, 160. nine, sixty. Hundred says Allen Iverson. So five nine, hundred sixty. <laughs> Allen Iverson, right? And you're in there with these big dogs. Like, how does that even work? I don't even want to play tackle football. Like, how, how do you? How do that? Like, how does your size help your position? And then, what is your mindset going up against like bigger guys and in, in the middle and everything? <laughs> how does yeah. that work? So, really, like, I, it started young. So when as I was playing, I'm thinking I'm gonna 
get bigger than people. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking I'm going to, but I'm like, I'm kind of staying in the middle. I'm like, okay, right. well, I'm actually kind of small out here. <laughs> so I started learning more like the techniques, you know what I'm saying? The technique of the positions of de- almost every position because I played offense and defense growing up. Like, right, my right. Whole, as, soon, as soon as I started playing football. Okay. So, yeah, I kind of finally only went to defense when I got to college. Mm. So... Just learning the techniques of, okay, well, how are receivers trying to attack you? How are offensive coordinators trying to attack you? How does that quarterback throw the ball? Like, little things like that help me in my position because when I'm going against a bigger body guy, well, how do you stop him? They're going to say, oh, he's going to catch it because, you know, he's bigger than him. No, that's not the case. Well, if I have certain technique right and I could stop the ball from even getting to him, then I'm going to always you, win those matchups. Can you give us, like, two scenarios? Mm-hmm. I would so. love to hear, like, two scenarios <laughs> on, let's just say, Randy Moss. That's a good example. Mm-hmm. All right, give me two. Give a scenario on Randy Moss. How do you keep him from, like, catching the ball? And then another scenario is when he catches it. Yeah. How do you keep him from actually, actually extending and <laughs> getting a touchdown? Get him down. So, <laughs> so, first of all, from watch, if I'm watching Randy Moss on tape, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to say, ooh-wee, this boy is going deep. Yeah. He is going down the field. He's going down the field, catching the ball on people, going up and high-pointing and all that. So, for starters, if I'm pressing, like my mindset going in, if I'm pressing him, I'm getting kind of slightly outside shade, you know, because if he do release – and try to get outside still, he's going to have to take a wider release, and I can get my hands on him to try to widen the release a little bit. But I do that also because my safety. So if my safety, you know, he's usually in in the middle of the field. A little bigger? Yeah, they're a little bigger and they're deeper. Okay. You know, so that's where your help is. He's the only one that's going to be able to help you if this ball goes in the air. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to put myself in position to where that if the ball goes anywhere that the safety cannot get it, I need to be there. Mm. And then I use my athletic ability to make the play from there. You know, and then like you say, when dudes do catch the ball, yeah, you got to get them on the ground. You, that's all mindset. And that's just, just mindset? Yeah, that's mindset today. <laughs> you just got to go in there and get them down. Like, oh, I'm going to go get them on the floor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you think being undersized help at all in terms of like, what I mean is like, I, I come from a rugby background. And I know back when I was coming through the junior ranks, that there were like really, really huge guys in high school. They were basically like men, man child. Mm-hmm. Like they were like 6'6, six, six, 250 in grade 11. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? But then those guys, when they get to be professionals, <clears throat> they didn't really, they, at that point, everyone's a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the, that whole, that whole, like the, the, level, the playing field is super leveled now. Yeah. So I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, that undersized people, you know, coming up through the age grades, they kind of have to, you know, have better technique. They have to, you know, be a little more studious of the game. They have to do the finer things a little bit better than the guys that are just ma- physically mature at a younger age. Do you think that helped at all? or? Yeah, I think that helped a lot. And I, I just think it helped on, like I say, helping you not cheat the process. Because if you want to be great, it's going to take the time and putting in the work time after time after time. How many times did you have a great game and then had to come back and have another great game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can't cheat that process of, oh, I could just do this and get it done once and it's done. Mm-hmm. Well, then, like, someone else will come. Yeah, you your, your ceiling is, is only so high yeah, exactly. because now you're, try, you're relying on results. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if I get the results because I'm big, then I'm going to just do, keep doing that yeah. versus it being, no, I'm getting the results because I had took this extra time to study this. Or to do this or drink this. I took extra sleep here. Yeah. Here, like, you know what Watch I mean? It's like phone. a whole process, I feel, 
you know, exactly. when it comes to that. No, let me ask you this, though. So being undersized, I'm assuming your recovery and your training program is pretty intense. Like after yeah. games, how's your body feeling? <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah, funny story, funny story. So like pretending it is, um, usually I'm not too bad at the games, but <laughs> I got activated this year, played. I had eight tackles. I had eight tackles. After that game, oh, man, I was in the trainer room talking about, oh, my low back a little stiff today. Yeah, exactly. I was like, hold on, I ain't never felt this before. Wow. But that was my first time having, like, that many tackles in one game okay. and just playing 80 plays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it can take a toll, but yeah. like you say, if you just stay up on the recovery and the process of it, your body shake back because it get used but to you. But you're young yet, right? Yeah, I'm 28 right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. tell you right now. And Meta, you can back me up on this. When you get old, which you will, <laughs> you will remember. You, you, you just don't recover. Like my body today, I feel like I'm like 92 years old. Yeah. Like I can barely. Sometimes I have, to, I have to roll out of bed. <laughs> it's sad. Cause back in the day, like we'd be like you, like oh, do this, do that, hit this, whatever. I'm good. Have a couple beers, go out, go to the club, wake up next morning, go to practice. No problem. Yeah. Today I have like three beers. I'm hungover. I can't sleep properly. I can't even ride a stationary bike. Yeah. So do the work now. My advice to anyone. Yeah, do it now. Do it now. Yeah, do the recovery. Uh, don't <laughs> skip. Ice your body. Listen to your trainers. Do all that shit. Because back when I was, I was like, nah, I don't need to do that. I feel good. I'll just put, just put some of that rub on my back. <laughs> I'm good. Icy out of some. Yeah. Tiger bomb. <laughs> um, here we are, metaphorically speaking. Akio Tyler. We here with your brand now. Let's talk yeah, about yeah. your brand real quick before I know you got more questions, but I really interested in what you're doing <laughs> off the court. Yeah. So my brand is called Good Eats. Um, and I started as a nonprofit, you know. So me and my brother, my business partner, like we got it as a nonprofit to where we literally are doing from toy drives to donations to giveaways to camps to training kids, you know, all that out in the IE. And then the way I really did was I went and got a warehouse um, out in the IE to where we manufacture all the merch. So mm. like like this hat I embroidered in the warehouse. Okay. All these hats I embroidered in this hoodie we made at the warehouse. Like just becoming more of a like manufacturing company versus just the brand. Nice. Like you know what I mean. That's like the overall goal of being a full through and through manufacturing company and producing merch at a mass, you know, quantity versus it just being yeah. like little pieces and stuff like, it that's like brilliant. you know, five, 600 pieces. Like Doing everything in-house yeah, is a goal, in-house, right? In-house, yeah, all and so in-house. How's, um, I'm not gonna lie, how did you come up with a name? Because when I first read it, I'm like, oh, it's, much, it's like a nice restaurant or something <laughs> like that. So how'd you come up with a name? See, and and I, I came up with it, it came from the field, um, playing okay. and you know, we always like, ah, oh, we eat, like when you oh, on the field or right. you on the quarter, so you, I'm eating, I'm eating. And then I was just like, man, that's a good eat. Oh yeah, that's good. That makes sense. Ah, good eats, yeah, good eats. That's good eats, good eats. And then just start saying it a lot. Good eats, good eats. Oh, it's a football. You know? It's a football term. Yeah, but like I just. But your family. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I just use it for like, okay, if you working on yourself to be better every day or any day, any progress you make, that's a good eat. Because we trying to feed ourselves every day. We trying to get a meal. You know, so you want to get you hungry, you trying to get a meal. That's a good eat. Like yeah. working on yourself, and it's not even pertaining to just you know literal. It's you know, so it's yeah. Dope. How's working with your brother? Is that how has that been? Good, challenging moments. 
Because I'm assuming you all grew up. Is he older brother or younger yeah, brother? Yeah, he's my older brother. Yeah, so I'm assuming you guys have battles from back <laughs> to when you were kids. So how how's that experience, you know, working together in a business sense? Uh, it's been a, it's been really dope, you know, because you get to see, like, his creative side. You know, you get to bring more out of him. It brings more out of me. And, like, real real talk, my brother and him, like, my brother, one of his close friends and a couple other our friends, used to, we had the screen printer machine in my mom's garage, mm. you know, so that's they used to like uh, do the shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like send them out to me where I'm in Boise when I was got to New okay. York. So it's been a long time. Yeah, so it's been a long time. So like from then to now, it's like we're just steady making progress, mm. and you know, and we're both growing together in the business and learning. But it's been amazing. You yeah, know, it's been dope. nothing. And it's family, so you guys could talk. You know, you could be open and honest with each other. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you could really get things done and accomplish things versus it like having any gray area or feelings and you know stuff get involved it's like nah it's all out of love we both want the best for each other and let's go get it yeah, understood <laughs> so i know you're still like in the prime of your career but moving forward is this something that you, you think is going to be a long-term play for you after you're done playing yeah so basically that's all i'm gonna do when i'm done playing okay. is you know running the uh non-profit the foundation goodies foundation and then along with like the brand and brand building and merch and all that. So like right now I'm, I've been locking in contracts with companies like, you know, mm-hmm. I, big companies. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. right? know. Coming it. soon. We're going to drop those. <laughs> yeah, We're going to yeah, drop yeah, those yeah. things. <laughs> but I've been locking in these contracts with these big companies to produce their merch in school districts and schools to like literally do like say if I locking a contract with a school is going to be their P clothes, their, you know, staff, all the spirit packs, things like that, that we could do in-house for mm. them. And, you know, I'm a man amongst the people from my area coming from, you know, low income areas, like these prices, you're not going to get it anywhere else. Right. That's, right you know, right. so that's the beauty of it. It's not about like just me. It's about like us trying to build the community off of ourselves. Like, yes. You know what I mean? All together. Like, you know what I mean? Doing things together and just keep building so what's your kind of what's your like marquee item is it, is it hats the hoodies or what's your it's probably the hats and hoodies yeah, yeah. hats and hoodies who came always. up with this logo this logo is yeah nice. the logo fine that's us you yeah, made that's that? the goodies yeah me and my dog we came that's up nice with that. real nice i'm looking at meta i'm like <laughs> i know <laughs> but I, I have the same hat so i feel just as good yeah, i know my five <laughs> so in terms of the manufacturing are you going to be manufacturing like Besides schools, like maybe a Metal World Peace brand or maybe like, oh. you know, old Del Beckham brand. Are you, are you gonna? Are you interested in manufacturing other, other like, you know, athletes, celebrities? Yeah, so that's where I, I kind of branched into that, like this year and then a little bit last year. But I, I made hats for Aaron Donald. He let me, uh, nice. you know, get his oh, logo, right. make some hats for him. So <laughs> I made some hats for Aaron Donald and then uh, Jalen Ramsey as well. Jalen, I didn't, I made a lot of merch and mm-hmm. hats and stuff for Jalen and his brand. So it's just like you say, when you build that relationship, it's like, hey, if you, you know, you got your brand, we could, you know, do yeah. something I could help you build it. We could do whatever to get it done. Like yeah. it's love. It's all off love. You know what I mean? So it's just helping them grow as well. Now that's dope. It's really it's interesting the way you're going about it. Cause typically I would have just said, let's do a brand, not a manufacturing company. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a bigger play. I sure it's really, really, really <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So and then it, and then it's love because like you're not necessarily like just always looking for something it's like you're locking in contracts with these large companies for months yeah you know what i mean and so it's you know it's always re- reoccurring 
And that's the beauty of it. And you know, the quality detail, then you just start diving into that. So like, what platforms are you on? Um, we well, got a little bit of everything. Instagram. Yeah, you know, Instagram, got Twitter, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. I gotta get a TikTok. I gotta oh, TikTok, yeah, you gotta yeah, get a TikTok. I gotta do all I gotta <laughs> look, I'm gonna do all the platforms for the manufacturing this summer so I could drop it all at once. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for that. But yeah, I do got an Instagram for my Good Eats page and my page as well, and then Twitter. Yeah. Yo, I want to ask you both a question, actually, because you touched on it. Obviously, you built relationships with all your teammates, whether it's Jalen or Aaron Donald or whoever. Now, how, what is it like for either of you, like when people, because NFL and the NBA are businesses. Right. So people get traded all the time. So when you're building relationships with your teammates and your friends, like, how, what is that process weird? Like when someone gets traded or your homie, like one of your best friends get moved from another city? It's got to be like weird, like a breakup or something. It, it, it is, right? I mean, essentially, yeah, when you... It's like a family because you're actually doing something you love. Yeah. You know, you're on that field, out. on the court. This is a, and you, you know, you play rugby, so it's not like it's, it's, like, it's not like work. It's like we're, we're going into this battle together. Exactly. I'm on team A today. You're on team B. You know, then whatever. So now I'm, I'm with you one day in practice. I'm with somebody else another day in practice. In the game, we all together. Yeah. Ups and downs. Yeah. When you get traded, it's just like, man, I wish I could have stayed. And then when you go to the next city, you know it's a business, but. Subconsciously, I think sometimes you forget how attached you are to people. Because mm -hmm. we're you all know? humans, yeah, right? So sure. how does that, yeah, how's that fit in for you? Like, has yeah, that not nah, it's the same way. It's like you build these relationships and you get close. And like with us for football, training camp, you go through these hard mm -hmm. days together. Like you know, football, to basketball too. You go through these hard days together, and you just like, dang, I know the work you put in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I seen you put the work in, and you still got traded. But it ain't about that. Like yeah. I say, it's not about the, you, your process. It's about the business side of it. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's it, what it is. Yeah. It's, now, what about the other side of it? Because I know you all have like, you be playing the same teams every week or every month or whatever. <laughs> and you have someone on the other team that you're like, man, this motherfucker. I can't stand this guy. And then, he gets, <laughs> then he gets traded to your team, and then your teammates. <laughs> now, how, like sometimes that's got to be, you know. Obviously, you only may know that person as a competitor, and you may dislike them because whatever reason. But then they come on your team, and you're kind of forced to be teammates, forced to work together. <laughs> and then Has that happened to you before? <laughs> no, nah, that hasn't happened to me before. No, I think no. it happened to me like more compete. Like when I when I was playing with Kobe, I was so many years R.I.P. Kobe. I was so many years playing against him. Mm -hmm. Then when we joined teams. It's family now at this point. Yeah. Even at the beginning, <laughs> at the first day, you're like, this fucking... Well, the I mean, first day, you get a chance to compete. That's a cool thing. Like, me and Kobe, we had a chance to compete for, like, the first, I would say, like, seven days of training camp. Mm. But then after that, we was both starting, so we was on the same, same team side. for the whole year. Mm. I don't know you do that in football. Yeah. Just stay on the same mm -hmm. team. So we stay on the same team for the whole year, but it was kind of fun, like, complete competing against them. Yeah. For like, you know, five days or seven days. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's got to be. That's I mean, it's, like, it's got to be people in the league that don't get along, that have been traded, and then are teammates. And then you have to you Yeah, have you family to, at that point. You have to. But then at the same time, like, you only know that person as a you know, competitor. Right. You don't, you don't know him as a, on the human level. Yeah, like, you don't you know him to get to like, know in the hotels and the planes mm -hmm. and the buses and, the you know, at lunch and all that kind of thing. Because there's a whole other side mm -hmm. to someone. Like, I'm sure, I don't know, but like... Are you the same persona on the field, off the field, or do you have... No, I'm definitely not the same person on the field as off the field. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll tell you that right there. As soon as I cross them lines, ah, let's yes. go. Let's ah, get it. Yeah, it is just a... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and if you see me off the field, I'm always laughing, always smiling. You see videos, they're like, man, you always at. I'm like, that's just how I go about my day. You know, I'm looking at the positive side. But when I'm on the field, hey, yeah. you might get a... Get the
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be like that. You gotta be like that. Another question I've always fucking wondered about in special teams, especially, like I don't know all the rules about football. So when you onside kick, mm. you can you do you want to drop kick is like can the ball hit the ground first and then and now if I do that, can anyone is that live ball? Yeah, it's live ball now. In the air. Can't catch it. Yeah. So if it hits the ground, it goes. In but rugby. They cha- they've been changing the rule in football for it because I think the rugby. Because that's the We have guys <laughs> that do that shit. Yeah. It's 50 50 <laughs> all the time. Because onside kicks look hard as fuck right mm-hmm. now. You got to do that weird school kick, kick top of the ball. The ball goes crazy, all, whatever. Yeah. But in rugby, it's literally every kickoff is 50 50, pretty much. <laughs> wow. And then and another tricky. thing on special teams. That's tricky. And on the special teams, were like when you do, when you're down by like, you know, it's the last play of the game and you're always lateraling. That is literally the rules of rugby. Keep lateraling. So I don't know why like, the NFL doesn't hire a professional rugby coach to help with special teams and take that whole, like your, your trick, if you could block, because you can't block in rugby, but you can mm-hmm. block in football. Mm-hmm. So if you combine the two, I don't see how you're not going to like increase your chances to score every time you lateral the yeah, ball. Yeah, it's almost a, it's almost changing into an offensive play. Yeah, talk to your coach. <laughs> yeah, if you got <laughs> yeah, yeah, wants to hire to me, I'll, I'll come out there for free, yeah. teach you a couple <laughs> plays. But you know, um, do you know Trayvon Campbell? I think he's a corner for the Chargers or yeah, something like that. Yeah, He played rugby for Canada too, mm-hmm. and he's a kind of an undersized guy. And he, sh- I, 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 every time I see an onside kick or a lateral kind of a thing, I'm, I'm always so confused. I'm like, this has the potential to like. Score a touchdown every fucking time. Yeah. You can block and pass backwards. It's crazy. So <laughs> talk to Sean McVay or whoever's over there. Give him my number. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it happen. You definitely got to implement that. That gives you a whole another offensive element to your team. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like, you know, when you I watch it, about that. when I watch, when I watch y'all lateral, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. this is kind of funky. Yeah, nobody really knows. They just try to throw it. Yeah, you're like, just like panicking, <laughs> hoping someone breaks yeah. it. It's crazy. It's crazy. If there was really so, schemed. <laughs> so here we are, once again, metaphorically speaking, Dante Dion, uh, presented by Boost Mobile and Experts Like Sports. I want to know, who are your top 10 NFL players all time? Ooh, we. All the I time. get asked this question all the time. Now I get a chance yeah. to ask it <laughs> right, to, to a football player. I, I be having a hard time with basketball. Right. I be having no 10. 10 is a lot. 10 Why, 10 is a lot. 10's a big number. Why do you say like three? Because there's so many right. football players. Basketball players is like a little bit. True. Football, true. You, you need like your top. Can you even name your top 10 movies of all time? <laughs> Me? I'll do it after he does <laughs> Yeah, just give him time to think. Right. He's right. <laughs> Top two is a lot? Yeah, I think so. All right, top five, top five. Top five, okay, five, yeah. Top five, I like Sean Taylor. I like Deion Sanders. Ooh, and this is just players, right? I like Lawrence Taylor. Ooh. Ooh, I like Barry Sanders. Five, one more top. I like Randy Moss. All right. Yeah. That's a t- that's that's a tough <laughs> list. People are gonna be watching that. They're gonna be like, you know, you oh, he said what? Hey, I like them players. They did their thing. All right, what are your top five movies all time that you personally like? Honestly, I, I yeah, I can't question, do that. I know, but right? you know, he's the guest, man. He's the guest. Hey, well, I will I give you two. All right, give us two. The Little Giants and the Little Rascals. 
what throwbacks you know them two Damn. little you know what i mean that's little, just too like you know little childhood movies little know? giants <laughs> little giant look you got like, yeah i'm like what is a little giant i don't even remember <laughs> the giants, man. and look they played the cowboys is that like <laughs> the one of those freaky friday <laughs> ones where they, they, like like air bud where the dog kicks goals or something <laughs> hey you gotta look it up man those little are, giants it's a great movie it, if those are your favorite it, movies, it, it I think you need to watch more uh, movies. Women in sports. She oh, was a did? dog. I gotta check yeah, that out. She was sure. a running back, a dog. <laughs> she was a dog. Those questions are always hard though. Like, A, you get put on the spot. Yeah. And there's so many different, like, you know, your favorite for me, like I think your favorite players can change too. Mm-hmm. As you you know, That's when true. you were growing up, you probably looked up mm-hmm. to whoever. And then as, when you got in the league, there's probably other players. You're like, oh, now that I'm, you know, yeah. up here, I, I look at you guys a little differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I feel those questions are like they're tricky. Yeah. No, nah, it is tricky. I wouldn't hold it. I mean, I'm sure it's a it's a it's a list. It's pretty fluid. It's Who's your top five rugby players of all time? Well, no one's gonna know them. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna say these guys' <laughs> names. <laughs> we're, we're in LA no, right we're, now. We're gonna edit, we're gonna edit their <laughs> names. <laughs> and you'll see their name. Are we gonna go? Yeah. Who's in New Zealand or Australia? Like. Joan Alamu, who's like probably the most famous rugby player ever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you, um, that's like me saying like Michael Jordan. Uh, or, like, <laughs> <laughs> or like fucking the, uh, right, Tom Brady. You know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, uh, him, like uh, uh, Jeff Wilson, uh, Christian Cullen. Uh, you got, I don't even know. I'm just talking right now. I could be making up names. Right? You know, no, no one's going to know nothing. All right. I gave you my top five basketball players. Okay. Thank you. So you don't want to lose I'm going to go Will Chamberlain. I couldn't right, wait to do Will. this anyway. Will Chamberlain, you, you remember Will? Yeah, Will. <laughs> you heard of that guy? I'm going to go with Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. And I'm going to go... Uh, Don't say yourself, bro. Damn, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Pins, look. Magic Johnson. Magic, okay, okay. That's all from That's the same cool. era. No, Will, Will Chamberlain's way back. Oh, yeah, Will Chamberlain. And Bill Russell, Russell yeah. Back. Is Bill Russell, yeah. is he the, um, the logo? Oh, no, that's, no, that's um, Jerry West. Yeah, Jerry West. Bill Russell got 13 championships. Damn. No, 11. That's crazy. Is that the most ever? So when do you start training yeah. again? When do you start getting back in shape? How does that work? I know with basketball, we'll stop, I don't know, like in, if you get out early in April, you don't make the playoffs, and you just chill till like May. If you get out in June, you make the championship, baby, chill for like three weeks. Yeah. And Damn. then get back at it like sometime in July. And that's just exactly what we had to do. That's I've already been back at it. So <laughs> we start our little OTA spring practices like yeah. the 18th. So that's of April? April, yeah. God so damn. it's back up. Like that's we already right away. Started. Yeah, yeah like we about to off. start. Yeah. And damn. then when you go to the Super Bowl, it's like you going deep. And we had an extra we had an extra game in an extra week. Oh, yeah, year, that's right. Know? So, yeah, how many games? Yeah, that was back another. Is that like a business choice? Are you, was that, do you, do you guys like it as players? Or are you kind of like whatever? I'm whatever about You like even more reps, yeah. more reps. Yeah, I'm whatever. Does it seem like the contracts are getting better with the NFL? Does it seem like, because I see this one player just got guaranteed the full contract. Yeah. And so. I was like, oh, I don't keep track of the contracts hey, yeah. every day. Shout out to Demarcus Lawrence, too, for the Cowboys. He got his, he, this, he's the only player in history to have all his contracts guaranteed. And he went to Boise State. How is that even possible? I went to Boise State. Yeah. So now, now your <laughs> so, contracts have been guaranteed. Yeah, so, all right. All his contracts have been guaranteed. He's how the is only that even player. possible? I, I never knew that. Honestly, I don't know how that's possible, but hey, shout out to that boy. What's guaranteed mean? That means like, no, he get hurt, doesn't yeah, matter. No matter he, what. he doesn't perform, don't matter. Mm-hmm. He's getting that check. You're going to see it. No matter what. No matter what. That's crazy. <laughs> Not to get too, I don't want to get too political, but is it? do you feel like it's getting better? Like, do you feel like they're starting to get, you know, guarantee more contracts? Yeah, I think I think it's just starting to grow. It's just starting to, they, everybody's starting to come to a level where 
okay, not necessarily fair, but in right. business, this is a economy line. Like right, this right, is, right. you know what I mean? This is a suitable for this. Right, you right. know what I mean? It's starting to get to that point. Because they have to take in consideration injuries, right? Yeah. So you get because football is such a rough sport. Mm-hmm. So if you get five, ten players that got hurt, mm-hmm. I think I get it. I think I am, am I right? Do I, <laughs> That's is, that. it, is it fair for the owners to like say, hey, uh, ten players is hurt? What are we gonna do? Yeah, I mean that's but we all know in every sport, every time you go out there, there's risk. So right, there's right, a right, risk factor. So everybody knows that. And as long as we just, you know, focus on like, all right. If it's given's guaranteed, yeah, there's no yeah, risk. Yeah, you know, there's no risk that now yeah. we're not risk. We about to go play more. No, like whether I'm hurt or not, I'm a rehab and get right. back out there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Me? So that's that process of is it if he gets hurt, let's get rid of him versus mm. he gets hurt, let's get him back healthy and get yeah. him back on the team. Get him back on the team. Yeah, get him back out there on the field or the court. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the that's just the difference. But sometimes that comes with, like you say, the money. Uh is he a high pay guy, is he a low pay guy? Like right, right, it's right, the difference. Right. It yeah. definitely is a difference. And then so in terms of you, how long how, how long do you have on your contract? So I'm a free agent right now. Okay. Hey, yeah, right. that's a good yeah, time. Yeah, it's a good time. You know, just <laughs> sit, checking the market out. You know, yeah, I mean, checking absolutely. the market out right now. You know, absolutely. it's been exciting too. Like you say, getting the interest from different teams and just talking with people. Absolutely, like it's exciting times right now. Exciting times. And then at your position, on average, how many years does someone last? Um, probably three. Ooh. Really? Yeah, about three. Isn't years. the NFL like the it, shortest career yeah. length of yeah. any professional yeah. sport? That's crazy. It's, it's, they say the average for like NFL is like two to three years. Right. And like our position corners is like, you know, same round, like two, three, right, right. maybe four. Is that like, know. why is that? Because like a head stuff or knee well, stuff? You got to understand that the NFL, they always try, they bring in young guys every year. And guess right. what? Those young guys are still running four, two, four, three. So as you get older, you still got to keep up with those guys. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you get me as a corner, you still got to be able to run with the four mm-hmm. twos and the four whatever the yeah. route is. Like you got to be able to run with those guys. How many positions have to run? I, I heard that term a lot, the four two. Mm-hmm. So how many positions actually have to make that? It, like, which positions? Not like a wide big, receivers. Wide like, receiver. You know, usually it's just wide receivers. They're the ones who run the fat, who run the fastest, and then your DBs because they got to keep up. They mm. got to keep up with them. So the DBs are usually around four, three, four, four. You know what I mean? Maybe if they're bigger, four, five. Yeah. Because now you could get physical, jam receivers, get them off their spots, take away their speed is the goal if you're not as fast. Is coaching <laughs> something you, you look into sometimes? Like coaching in the NFL? I have. I definitely have because I, I definitely be been helping like all my teammates every everywhere I go. I'm always just trying to help us all get better. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. You, just, you know what I mean? Just talking ball, talking schemes, schematics, all that. I've been, you know, I'm just into it. So Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> that's dope. How big is the coaching staff in the NFL? Like, you've got, you got special teams coach, offensive coach, defensive coach, head coach, Gatorade coach whatever else like, like is, it, is it quite big yeah it's kind of it's just like broken up in sections strength and conditioning mm-hmm. nutrition you know your main coaches of yeah. offense defense special teams yeah. you got your assistant position coaches okay you know, and then you got so your, a, yeah, quite so a big it, roster yeah a lot of room out there good staff and then um, your training staff is different too so yeah i bet another thing i forgot to ask at the beginning because super bowl was in la this year right mm-hmm. was that another added level of pressure for y'all to kind of have to be, you know, A, make it, and then B, win it. And play at home. And play at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? It sounds like, because like it, it bounces around. It's like, cause like, was it last year or the year before? Last year they yeah. won in Tampa too, in Tampa, right? Tampa, yeah, they went at home. So that's probably another additional <laughs> thing. Like, how was that? Um, honestly, I, I low-key feel like it made everybody 
like play harder. <laughs> it yeah. made everybody want it more. Like, bro, and we gonna be home. We gonna be right here. We are not gonna have to travel for two weeks yeah. if we win it. Like, it's just it just made everybody I feel like want it more yeah. and just you know go harder. That was the energy around, you know, everybody going into weights a little harder, going yeah. to practice a little harder. Like, we want this in L.A. We want to we show up. We want to do this for L.A. Like, that was, it was hella dope. And that must be a home field advantage advantage <laughs> as well. You know what I mean? But when you guys, when y'all played um, San Francisco, it felt like when I was watching it, it was like 50-50. Maybe. In terms it of was support. a little slightly <laughs> niners yeah, exactly. in there. I don't, don't want to say nothing. <laughs> uh, it was a little slightly niners in there. Yeah, definitely yeah, I mean, noticed that. You know, this, is, this is our home. I was field. actually at that game. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Playoff yeah. was dope. I had to leave that game early. The fans in the stands was going crazy. I was sitting in the regular seat. <laughs> And uh, I just had to leave. It was just wild. <laughs> it's too crazy. Oh, yeah, he said a, he said a regular seat. <laughs> well, like, you I was know, sitting you with know. the common yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get my own nachos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So in terms of your business, man, I'm really excited, you know, for your business. I'm glad you're getting into it while you're playing. Yeah. You know, uh, what, so what type of uh, kind of partnerships and you're trying to make and who's like your demographic in terms of like, well, who do you want to know about your business? Um, really, I want to take it worldwide, international, because there's no limit. There's no ceiling to it when you're helping others. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? If I'm helping Lazy Dog as a business, as a corporation to make some merch, you know, they're another company that's just like Lazy Dog. They might want their polos done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if I'm helping... Stater Brothers now, and I'm helping grocery stores. Like, there's no limit to the demographic of who you can reach, and that's why I'm just like, I want to just keep taking it up and keep growing each year. Yeah. So that's just been exciting. Like every off season, getting to go back and get my hands in on, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, into it, and just really seeing, doing, just be out there and be vibing and doing everything has just been dope. Now that's incredible. Yeah. So I'm just trying to reach everybody, really, as but not like. Just walk up, hey, I got twenty dollars. Right, right. you <laughs> yeah, you gotta <laughs> right. go through the process. <laughs> Good process though. It's definitely been a process because like I said, we started when we were selling them like making them out of my mom's garage. We used to like just sell them to the neighborhood. And when what year was that? This is like 2010, 2011. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Doing that all the way up into 2016. So when you was in college? Yeah, so oh. I did it. They was doing it in uh, through college. When I was in college, they was making them like out my mom's garage. Wow. So that whole process until getting to the league and they still sending me shirts to New York that are made out of the garage. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's love, but then I'm like, hey, we're going to really upscale this. We're going to take yeah. this to the next level. We're going to get serious. We're going to really dive in. And boom, that's what he did. And then been running it three years now and in the warehouse, three, four years now and in the warehouse. That's incredible. So, yeah, it's been amazing. To go through the process, not just like put money on it and try to create something, but mm -hmm. you're actually at the ground level and you understand kind of what the business now mm -hmm. and you know what you want to go in the future. That's really, really cool. Yeah, and then like we got like all the videos from that time too, like when we was making them and stuff in the garage and all that. So that's been pretty oh, dope, yeah. like looking back at it now. When are you going to put that content out? <clears throat> Probably like... Towards the end of this year. Oh, we're looking so, forward to that. Yeah, for sure. the summertime's gonna drop. We're gonna really upscale the content, drop everything, and then as we go into the end of the year, start dropping like more stuff going into the new year. What's your favorite thing about the I know you're from here, but what's your favorite thing about like Los Angeles? <laughs> uh honestly, I just it's just so much you could do 
like whatever lane you feel comfortable being in, yeah. you know, whatever you want to go eat at a rooftop, you might go be able to eat. You want to go eat outside. You want a little nightlight vibe, go eat at Delilah's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, you get different vibes out here. You could definitely just, you know, be yeah. you, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Is there, anything, is there yeah. anything else you're working on right now that you want to talk about? Um, uh, yeah, actually I just partnered with, a with a water company and they're going to be making like all my good eats water bottles and we're going to be getting caseloads of waters and stuff and just donating them to the youth and my, you know, friends and family be sending cases out and all that. Like, but just upscaling with this water company is going to literally have good eats bottles, tin cans, logos, like just doing that has just been real dope. Been working on that for a little while. So about to drop that. That's, that's going to drop at the end of the year too? Uh, no, I'm going I'm to be dropping those like summertime. You know, so summertime people, water We got to get some out. water. Yeah, yeah summertime going to have all the water. I'm going to have Hallelujah. literally, yeah, I'll sponsor it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll sponsor y'all leave. We need some water. <laughs> yeah. What can you, so how can people find out, like kind of follow your journey and what, what's coming next for you? Um, really, you could follow my Instagram page. Um, it's Good Eats Inc. How do you spell uh, that? G O O D E A T Z I N C. Okay. Good Eats Inc. That's where we're gonna be dropping all the stuff on there, so people keep up and keep everybody, you know, up to date with what's going on. I don't really like doing it on my personal page, so that's right, how right, I, right, I do right, it. Right. A little bit. It's good to separate page. them. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah, man, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. To join Metaphorically Speaking with yeah. Akio Tyler, our co-host. Metaphorically Speaking, brought to you by Experts Exports and Boost Mobile. Good okay. eats. Make sure you follow hey. you, Dante Dion. Make sure you follow him. Follow Good Eats. Support. You already know what it is. Thank you again. We're going to see you next time. All the best. Hey. Hell yeah, man. <laughs>